The 448th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Howdy ho to Jen Reno's welcome to episode 448 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This one goes out to Catfish Dilly, one of our friends in the Discord. Usually I find him in the hockey channel, but he, he pops in fights once in a while. And he prays Gumby and I. So that's all it takes, like I've told people before. If you want to have an episode dedicated to you, just say something nice about me. Because I'm the one that does the dedications. Not Gumby necessarily. But uh, he said Gumby and I are, I don't know, the best pair in MMA media or something. Which I had to agree with, but then I also thanked him because I have to <laughs> pretend to be modest. So this goes out to Catfish Dilly. Thank you for listening. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox, one of your hosts. A little uh, spoiler: I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be Chalks for much longer after these next two episodes. Let me tell you. Yeah, spicy hot take. Let's uh, bring in Gumby and uh, Gumby Vreeland. See what he thinks. He just made it a sound like a horse. He's not <laughs> though. He's not pokey. He's Gumby. Hello, Gumby. Yeah, I, I, um, I think i agree with you i think i'm kind of off the i, I mean i've never been a big chalky no. guy but i i think uh i think this is a good card for underdogs um, it definitely is the odds are much better than last week's <laughs> would you say yeah well it, and, was... and i think that's what that that's what primes us to be like in on a whole bunch of underdogs here is that like you know we if you were on an underdog last week you were on somebody who is plus 450 uh right and, like you're really sticking your neck out there for him um and I was on one, but it got canceled. So like, even then you, you weren't really getting lucky. Um, and so like all the underdogs here, if you're in on them are like, you know, plus 180 and plus 145. Yep. And like, it's just like, it's a lot more tempting. There's a lot more close, well-lined fight. They, they really did load this card up with, if not necessarily meaningful fights, top to bottom, the stylistic matchups are just like, Hmm. Yeah, just perfect on this fight card. Yes, very evenly matched um, job of, for sure on this card. Yeah, we have a plus four fifty, but that's in a last minute fight that just happened, just got made. I think yesterday. And it probably and should be plus, plus eight hundred, man. Yeah. <laughs> then we then we have a, a, a plus two hundred, and that's it. Like yeah. nothing higher than that. Everything else is in the ones. So, um, yeah. If you want to take huge swings, then maybe this isn't the, sh- the card for you. But uh, as can be said, money could be made on the underdogs for sure. Um, Anything else exciting happen in the MMA world before we jump into this card, Gumby? Bunch of title Anything fights we knew that were going to happen got got officially announced. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess the DDP versus Sean Strickland one was like a little right. bit surprising. Um, yep. But like, if Sean or if uh, Izzy was taking time off, we we kind of knew that was going to happen. Uh, and then we got the the women's bantamweight title fight that we all want and actually deserve. And Sean O'Malley versus Cheeto, which we kind of knew was going to happen. Volkanovski yeah. taking an extra month off, which I don't know if there's enough time to make me feel yeah. better, but he's taking an extra month off than we previously thought. Maybe a month and a half off um, before he fights Tapuria. So, I, I mean, do we need to talk about those? They were all fights that we kind of knew were in the works. No. And, and they got they got booked. 
Nah, this is gonna be a long enough episode. I forgot we have eight fights to break down already, right? So <laughs> we do, <laughs> and we uh, we actually break them down. We don't just tell you who's gonna win, even though um, well, we could do that too. Um, all right, and we do it for free. You don't have to pay for picks around here. All right, this is UFC 295, of course. Prohashka versus Pereira from Madison Square Gardens, the world's most famous arena, New York City, New York. Remember the 11th Remembrance Day in Canada. I think Britain and all those places too. It's just you Americans that don't celebrate Remembrance Day, right? We have, we have Veterans Day. It's true. Same it's thing. The same, it's, the same, uh, it's the same day. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is the same thing. Um, except we wear poppies. You guys don't wear poppies. We do not. <laughs> there you go. Uh, have you been to Madison Square Gardens, Mr. Gumby? I have, yes. Did you what did you do in Madison Square Gardens? Did I you watched, perform in Madison Square Gardens? No, I watched I watched hockey. Hockey? I the New York hockey. Rangers versus the Who. I think they were playing the Hurricanes or something. I went just to say that I was in Madison Square Garden. That's good enough. That's good enough. The Hurricanes. They didn't exist when I was a boy. They were the Hartford <laughs> Whalers. True. Yep. All right. Um We've got an eight fight card. We're going to start things off. Oh, eight fight prelims, excuse me. Uh, tomorrow will be the, if for people new to the program, tomorrow, thank you for coming, first of all. And tomorrow will be the main card, the props, the pre, the, what else we do? Dogs, locks, props, dogs, parlays, all that fun stuff. Today, just breaking down the prelims. We're starting at 6 p.m. on Saturday night, ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass early prelim start time. And it's a featherweight fight. Dennis Bazooka versus Jamal Emmers. We'll tell you about Bazooka first. The great is the nickname. He's 11 and three, four knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. 0 and one in the UFC, seven and one over his last eight, but he did lose his last fight. He also missed weight in that fight. So two strikes there. Uh, multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sports podcast.com slash store. One and one on contender series, one and on Bellator. Used to fight at lightweight, eight years younger than Amherst. Uh, he's got a negative strike differential over the three fights, uh, contender series and UFC fights. He's been outstruck by 1.42 strikes per minute. He's at plus 200. Pretty boy, Jamal Emmers, 19 and seven, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice, two and three in the UFC. Loss, win, loss, win, loss is his pattern. So he lost his last fight. He as well has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get that shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. He also used to fight at 155. 2012 was his pro MMA debut. Inch of height, four inches reach on Bazooka. Better striking stats, more active landing strikes, and better grappling stats. Uh, he has outstruck his five UFC opponents by 1.16 strikes per minute on average, and he's at minus 250. Zombie, I was going to say you're the guest, but you're not the guest, but you go. I'm going Jamal Emmers here. Uh, this is one of the easier picks, I think, on the card for me. Jamal Emmers... I think is is critically underrated. Um, you know, he 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 fought Giga Chikadze in his debut, and I, I mean, by a lot of people's account, won that fight against Giga Chikadze. Uh, if you look at his other losses, he's only lost to Pat Sabatini and Jack uh, Jack Jenkins. Um, Jenkins, who is like a fast rising up and comer, um, and Pat Sabatini, who's just kind of like a bad matchup for him in being like a big heavy wrestling specialist. Um, with good top game. And so with with neither of those being really the case here for Bazookia, right? Like we saw Bazookia on Contender Series. He fought Khalil Romeo. Um, I think he fought Khalil Romeo. And he just like couldn't get him down. He spent that whole fight just putting Romeo up against the cage and just kind of holding him there. Uh, it's why he didn't get a contract, right? He didn't get a contract on Contender Series. He was one of those rare people 
who won and just looked bad enough to not get a contract. So I, I don't think that's a viable strategy against Emmers. I think Emmers, Emmers has got some like nice things he does with his reach. He's got really long arms. Um, he also should have a wrestling advantage here. You know, the fact that he stood and traded for any amount of time with Giga Chikadze gives me faith that he handles Bazooka on the feet here. So yeah, I'm, I'm all about Jamal Emmers in this spot. I forgot I need to make a pick too. Yes, Emmers. I agree with everything Gumby says. Emmers is definitely the pick for me as well. So on the same page, on the board, let's move on to the next fight, shall we? We shall. Flyweights, Joshua Van, who is a guest on the Gumby Vreeland podcast called the Top <laughs> Turtle MMA podcast. He is a guest on there versus Kevin Borjas. Not a guest on there, uh, but perhaps in the future. We'll tell you about Boreas. First, he's got an amazing nickname, El Gallo Negro, which means... Is it the, the Black Rooster? Yes. Cock-a-doodle-doo, Gumby, the Black Rooster. I enjoy that nickname. He's 9-1. and one. Actually, have him on your show, and we got to find out why is he called the Black Rooster. <laughs> or do you know already? I do not. That's the only reason we need people on your show. So we can find out the origin stories of their nicknames. All right. The Black Rooster is 9-1 with eight knockouts. He's been submitted one time. This is his UFC debut. He's won four straight fights. He's not lost since December of 2019. 1-0 contender series. Was regional champion. Three inches of reach on uh, Van. He outstruck his contender series opponent by almost three strikes a minute. He's at plus 2.93. And he's on the board at plus 187. Fearless. The Fearless is Joshua Van. And he's not impressed about fighting in Madison Square Gardens, Dan. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't care. <laughs> he does not care. Youngsters, eh? These young people. Um, He's 8-1 and one with five knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted one time. 1-0 one in the UFC. He's won six straight fights. Was a regional champion as well. Four years younger than Boros. Better striking stats, better grappling stats, and more active landing strikes. But this is based off one fight for each guy. Uh, Van outstruck his UFC's debut UFC opponent by 1.13 strikes a minute. And that was Chagas Chumogula, right? It was. Chum yep. Chumogulov, yes. And it's minus 225 for a man. Uh, give me Boros here. This is one of my first dogs I'm getting in on. Um, he was one of the guys that we liked on Contender Series. So um, I like him in this fight. Uh, unusual unusual power for a flyweight. Exceptional power. Eight knockouts out of his nine wins. So you don't you don't see that very often. So um, I will I will ride with the big hitter. I'm going to go with Bordas too. I, I didn't think you were going to, to be honest. Uh, and, and the big thing for me and the big difference maker here for me is if you look at the early part of that Joshua Van versus Shalgis Shumagula fight, every time Shalgis came forward and threw like any kind of punch while moving forward, it landed on Van. Um, so much so that he won the first round. Uh, and he did so obviously with a mixture of wrestling and striking. But like a lot of his, anytime he had like forward movement and he threw either a one-two or sometimes just like a loopy hook, um, it landed on Van. And ultimately Van took over that fight by turning the pressure up and having the better cardio. And as we saw in that fight uh, against Reyes uh, on uh, Contender Series for Kevin Borges, you're not going to out-cardio Kevin Borges. Uh, it seems almost impossible. And that dude always is moving forward. I love his work to the body. Uh, he's a little bit longer than Joshua Van, which if he is moving forward and throwing those combinations, he's got a really sharp one too. Like, I think he's going to tag Van a lot early. And I don't think Van's like weaponized cardio is a thing here. In fact, I think he might be at a slight disadvantage when it comes to cardio in terms of because Bordas like wrestled that dude, you know, like he, he got wrestled rather that dude for like 15 minutes and still had crazy cardio at the end to throw like 13 consecutive body shots and just piece him up. So like if he's able to do that when somebody's mixing in the wrestling, 
imagine what he'll do when somebody is just like obliging him in a striking match. So yeah, I, I like Bordas here, especially as a dog. I'm a, I'm a sucker for a body shot. How about you? Yeah. Yeah. I love a good, <laughs> especially like a left hook to the rib cage or a left hook sure. to like looking, looking for a liver. Like, and he, those are the ones he threw. He threw those like on repeat to end that fight. Body shot, leg kicks. They're, they're my thing. That's my thing. That's my kink gummy body shots and leg kicks. <laughs> I don't like taking them or handing them out, but that's my thing. All right. DraftKings time. We are brought to you by DraftKings. It's a big week for MMA and a big week at DraftKings because of that. The event we're speaking of right here, DraftKings has promotions on right now for it. Mark your calendars because November 11th is going to be huge as we're discussing right here. Yuri Brahashka, a.k.a. Jury Brahashka versus Alex Pereira will face off during UFC 295, but only one fighter will leave with the belt. Secure your victory with unbeatable offers on DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers strike now to get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. Uh, anything you like currently on DraftKings Sportsbook? Any of the odds jump off the page at you, Gumby, that you saw I just, there? I, I just love that they always have the uh, the totals on there far earlier right. than all the other books. It, it's a great thing to be able to look and see what the over-unders are when all those other right. books are chicken to put them out. They're putting them out there. It's true. Cowards. No, it's nothing better than an early line and early post, so for sure. CLV, right, John? CLV. Uh, get in on the UFC 295 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. That's code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Now for everyone's favorite part. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for a problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash MMA terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms and responsible gaming resources. So you're on your own, Gummy. Nothing about your state there. So <laughs> if you need help, you're on your own. Sorry. Hopefully you don't need help. I hope you don't need help. Um, what are we moving to now? Underdog, right? Our friends at Underdog, there it is on the screen. If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see the fancy graphic. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, and college football. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. I'm always putting Gumby on the spot. I think he knows when it's coming, though. What's your favorite Underdog pick and play, Gumby? You know, we just talked about the Jamal Emmers versus Dennis Bazookia fight. He's got a massive wrestling advantage, does Jamal Emmers. I'll take, they got higher than one and a half takedowns. He's going to get two. Give me two for for Jamal Emmers. There you go. Update that graphic, Gumby. All right. (laughs) Get your new picks on there. Uh, So watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. I got to breathe. When you sign up with the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks. It's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. Getting too old. I'm getting winded during the ad reads. All right. So we're both on the same page. I surprised Gumby with the Kevin. Why did you think I wasn't going to go with him? Because I'm shocked. Is that why? Yeah. Well, I'm like, you know, you love a young fighter. Um, yep. Although it's, I mean, it's not like Borges is like ancient, right? Like he's three or four no. years older than Van and he's 25. Um, you like a younger fighter. Uh, you'd like a fighter who spent a lot of time on the regional scene in a place you've heard of. Um, and with yep. Van having been in Fury uh, for eight fights versus Borges, who had been in Inca FC, uh, I thought you'd, you'd, you'd side with Van. Uh, for that well, now you're alone. making me question myself. 
<laughs> no, I feel better now that Gumby's in on it too. And uh, between you and me, if Gumby fades someone who's been on his show, that means you know it's you really doesn't think that guy's gonna win. All right, um, just saying so because you know. Gumby's usually uh, only has people only has winners on your show, right? All right, I'm, let's a, go. I'm a Homer. Yeah, <laughs> you're a Homer. Here's a guy he had on his show. Josh Castaneda, aka Sexy Mexi. I think he was had him on his show because of that nickname. Did you have video when you interviewed him? I did not. No, it's just all audio this time. Oh, shame, shame. Well, that, there goes that theory. All right, the Sexy Mexi is fighting Hyung Ho Kang at bantamweight. Like I said, Kang, Mister Perfect. That's not your nickname. Uh, that's Kurt Henning's nickname, but that's fine, Mister Perfect or Typhoon. Typhoon isn't his nickname either. That's a, another wrestler. He stole two old wrestler nicknames. I just clued in on that. Yeah, yeah, that, I sure, sure. You're the wrestling expert. <laughs> Ed, you, you don't remember Typhoon? Typhoon was a big fat guy with the black beard, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. well, yeah, H- Hogan was fighting all the all the natural disaster guys. Yes, and then you know Mr. Perfect, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Kurt Henning, blonde oh. guy with the curly hair. All right, there you go. So spit his gum out and then hit it into the crowd with his hand every time. All right, that's not this is not this guy. This is Kyung Ho Kang. Um, 19 and 9 with one no contest, two knockouts, 12 submissions. So he is a submission specialist, you could say. If you look Castaneda, not impressed with that. Uh, one knockout, one submission. Uh, he's been knocked out once, submitted once. I mean, eight and three with one no contest in the UFC. He's won two straight fights and five of six. Won his last fight via submission. He's not lost a fight since November 2021. Was a regional champion. Used to fight at lightweight and featherweight. So he's been up a couple weight classes. Uh, 2007 pro MMA debut. Three inches taller than Castaneda, two inches of reach, better striking stats, better grappling stats as well. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents barely. It's been uh, an average of 0.18 strikes per minute. He's at plus 125. The sexy Mexi Castaneda, 20-6 is his record. 20 wins, six losses. He's been knocked out. Uh, sorry, he's knocked out eight people, submitted six people. So pretty well-rounded finisher. He's been knocked out twice himself three and two in the ufc he's however he's gone three and one over his last four including winning his last fight he has missed weight a couple times in the past keep an eye on that uh, you may want to wait till friday to bet this fight uh, let's check the stats fighters that miss weight win 40 percent of the time historically this year 44 percent. so a little bit better this year um all right he used to fight uh, up to weight classes as well, lightweight and featherweight. So same as Kang, 2012 pro MMA debut. So a couple of vets here, four years younger than Kang, more active landing strikes. However, Kastner has been outstruck by almost over half a strike a minute in the UFC, uh, 0.56 strikes per minute in the negative. He's at minus 150. Over to you. I'm going with John Castaneda here. I think um, I think he said it best in his interview with me. I asked him what he thought about the wrestling of Kyung Ho Kang because that does seem to be the way Kyung Ho Kang gets it done, right? It's like he's got good takedown stats. You mentioned he's got good grappling stats. And, and maybe the most important thing he said is, yeah, but against who? Um, yeah. You know, he, he's got good takedown stats against Brandon Davis. He's got good takedown stats against... Christian Quinones, he's got good takedown stats against Botgarel Dana, like all strikers and some of them not even particularly good strikers. Whereas like when he fought grapplers, when he fought Hikaru Hamosh or he fought Hani Yaya, he had trouble with the grappling. In fact, he was the one on his back against Hani Yaya for some of that fight. Like, and uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Hani Yaya, amazing at jujitsu, right? Like one of the better jujitsu specialists of all time, wouldn't have had a career if he wasn't good at jujitsu. But not a good wrestler, right? Like, I don't think he's fooling any of us by being a good wrestler. So, like, Kyungo Kang has largely gotten by on just, like, being a bigger guy who bullies people with, I'm not even going to say particularly good wrestling. And he's going up against a guy 
with phenomenal wrestling. A guy who out-wrestled Miles Johns and Muin Gafaroth. And those are like, dude, those are dudes who wrestle. Um, and, and so, like, apart from being caught by Willie Cat one time, John Castaneda has looked really good as of late. So I'm going to take him to just bully Kyung Ho Kang in the wrestling department here and get this done. Gummy's been swayed by the sexy Maxi drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm going against you. I told you I'm not chalks anymore. I'm underdog man. Kang, he is, you said how he's bigger and bullies people. He's going to be bigger here as well. Uh, much better striker, even, um, even though uh, he doesn't spend a lot of time striking. And I think if, uh, if both of their grappling uh, evens each other out, I don't know if it will. And he's going to be a better man on the feet. He's more active on the ground as well, searching for strikes. Even searching for takedowns. He goes for way more takedowns than uh, Castaneda does. Um, so I, I think he's worth a roll of the dice at an underdog here, despite the sour face Gumby gave me when I made Yeah, well, because Castaneda doesn't have to shoot more takedowns because he gets them. All right. We'll see <laughs> if he, he does. And he you, keeps the guy down. <laughs> you just think he's sexy. So you, you uh, anything he says, Gumby, anything the sexy guy says to you, you're going to believe. That's all. I know you. I, I just know that he is from a wrestling background and Kyung Ho yep. Kang is not. <laughs> oh, fine. But hear that, Jong? He's disparaging South Koreans now. Saying they can't wrestle. <laughs> All right, main event. This is the main event, Gumby, of the early prelims. Lightweights, Jared Gordon versus the Mark Madsen. No O. You can say the O if you want. Mark O. Madsen. Um, tell you about Madsen first. The Olympian is a nickname. Guess what he did before rest, uh, before uh, MMA? He's 12 and 1, three knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted one time. Four and one in the UFC. His one loss came his last fight where he got submitted. That was way back in November of 2022, way, way back then, a whole year ago. He's been fighting professionally since 2013. Before that, he was a silver medalist in the Olympics in wrestling. Four inches of reach on Gordon. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.43 strikes a minute. He's got better grappling stats than Gordon, plus 150. Flash Gordon. Uh, Flash versus the Olympian sounds like a comic book. Uh, Flash is 19 to 6 with one no contest, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once, seven and five with one no contest in the UFC, one and two with one no contest over his last four. The no contest came in his last fight. It was a Coco Bonk, right? Yeah, headbutt from uh, Bobby Green. Bobby Green, main eventer, winner of a main event, Bobby Green. Yeah, sure. So that, um, that headbutt has aged well, Dan, right? Sure. <laughs> sure um all right he used to fight at featherweight he's missed weight twice uh he has multiple regional championships on his mantle correct get the shirt sportsgamingpodcast.com slash store but no silver medal no olympic medal on your i don't know if you put olympic medals on your mantle you can maybe dangle them off the edge of it you know like i know that like, seems dangerous with the, with the corner maybe you put a little nail yeah. or a tack in there i was picturing that but i don't know <laughs> I, I feel like they need more than that but maybe not I don't have a mantle, nor do I have a silver medal. All right. Uh, 2011 was his pro MMA debut. That would be Gordon. He has been very uh, productive striking. He's got a positive strike differential of 2.04 strikes per minute. So he outstrikes his opponent by over two strikes a minute in the UFC. He's got an inch of height and four years of youth on Madsen. Better strike stats, more active landing strikes. And uh, I already told you about the other striking thing. And he's at minus 175. My turn. Uh, I was thinking I was going to take Madsen, but no. Um, more I thought about Gordon is, is the obvious picker. I think Madsen kind of got exposed his last his last fight. Um, you, you got a much more experienced yet uh, pretty significantly younger fighter in Gordon, who's uh, going to be a um, better on the feet and uh, not a too shabby in the grappling department as well. So give me flash. Yeah, I'm gonna. First of all, I'll just say that I'm I'm just like off this fight from a line perspective. I, I don't. I don't think Gordon should be this big of a favorite. 
Um, and yet I'm still not feeling tempted by that line on Mark Madsen. Cause like if you're picking Mark Madsen, you're hoping that Mark Madsen can lay on him for at least eight minutes, right. In, in throw enough punches while he's laying on him to win the rounds, which, you know, like nowadays seems harder and harder to do. It seems like the judges are realizing more and more like getting pieced up for two minutes and then having three minutes of control time does nothing. Um, so like, uh, you know, I think Jared Gordon has got a better chance of like rocking him on the feet. I also think even though Jared Gordon kind of gets taken down a lot, right? Like he got taken down a ton of times in that Joe Selecki fight. It, even though he kind of gets taken down a lot, I think at the end of the day, he just like bounces back up enough here against Mark Madsen to probably tire him out. And like when it's on the feet, it's going to be one-sided. Like I, I think Jared Gordon is like infinitely of a better striker here. Um, And like, I mean, Mark Madsen got brutalized by uh grant dawson on the feet whenever they were striking and like ultimately that aged really poorly <laughs> so uh yeah. yeah i'll take gordon here too but again not in love with the line in any way shape or form gordon's faced according to nate latshaw's stats he says 40 takedowns in his ufc career so this isn't his first rodeo in in terms of someone trying to trying to uh hit him with some takedowns um so he, he stuffed 62 percent of them so not a not a super um takedown defense but but good enough and as gumby said we, we think he's going to light him up on the feet so that is the early prelims we can tell you about our last couple sponsors and then we're going to jump into the main prelim portion what are we starting out with Gum, uh game time yes game time gumby and i same page uh game time is the place to go your go-to app for last minute tickets um for whatever you're looking for game time is the place for last minute ticket deals forget planning months in advance game time is deals on tickets right up to the day of the event get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football basketball baseball concerts comedy theater and more aka mma maybe you can get ufc 295 tickets if you're in the market for them the game time guarantee means you always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and roll for less game time will credit you 110 percent of the difference Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply again. Create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger, but betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets. The sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching and start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right. We shall motor on with our research here. We're going to go to the regular prelims, 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN News and ESPN Plus, TSN, if you're a Canadian like me. And what are we going to start with here? Gumby, I had, we, we talked about this order a million times before we went on air. Here we are. Sadikov, Borshov. Lightweights, Nazim Sadikov versus Vyacheslav Borshev. You may know him as Slava Claus. Borshev is seven and three with six knockouts. He's never been finished in a fight. Two and two in the UFC. One and two over his last three. Five and two over his last seven. He won his last fight via TKO. One and no one contender series. That's where we all fell in love with him for the first time. Gumby probably knew him on the on the regional scene, though, right? Or not? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because he didn't really have many fights outside of all this, did he? Uh, he said, yeah, 
He had five fights before this UFC nonsense. Uh, he's got inch height on Sadikov, better striking stats. He's outstruck his UFC and contender series opponents by 1.19 strikes per minute. He's at plus 110. Sadikov, Black Wolf. So we have a Black Brewster and a Black Wolf on this uh, prelims. Uh, Sadikov is 9-1 and one with six knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted one time. 2-0 in the UFC, 1-0 in contender series. He's won nine straight fights, six straight via finish. He's not lost since November of 2018. Two years younger than Borshev. Positive strike differential of 0.63 over his UFC and contender series fights. Better grappling stats, minus 138. Gumby. I'm going Slava Claus. Um, Me too. Hell yeah. Uh, Underdog. Well, and then who does, so, you know, riddle me this. Who does, what's Slava Claus's fatal flaw here? Uh, wrestling. And wrestling. Cop should wrestle with the name he has, but he does not wrestle. Yeah. Warshaw wrestles more than him. Yeah, I think I saw Sadikov has shot one takedown ever. Uh, he shot one uh, takedown. Yes, yes, yeah. one. And, uh, let me, yeah, and that includes contender series. Uh, he shot yeah. one takedown, and you know, like if we're trying to extrapolate out, like could he though, if he wanted to? Because first of all, it just means he won't probably, right? Like if he yeah, only exactly. shot one takedown, why suddenly start shooting takedowns? He loves the striking game. Um, the only time he shot a takedown was on Evan Elder when Evan Elder started pummeling him on the feet. Um, so like if your question is, is like, would he start striking or start grappling? The answer is probably no. But if your question is, could he, I think also no. Um, you know, like if you look at the beginning of that Terrence McKinney fight, you know, the only takedowns he stuffed against Terrence McKinney were after Terrence McKinney gassed out the way that Terrence McKinney always gasses out. So like, and, and if you want to go back to his fight on contender series, he hurt Ahmed Hasazada to the body with a brutal blow, like six seconds in. Hassan Zada, who is a striker, reacted by shooting a takedown and getting it. So, like, I don't even think Sadikov has good wrestling to fall back on, should he really want to. Um, and so, I, if you're asking me if a guy's going to stand and trade with Slava for 15 minutes, I'm going to tell you no, because that dude hits so freaking hard, and it doesn't end well when people choose to strike with him. So, give me Slava Claus, give me the dog money. Yep, I agree. Uh, that's the the big thing, the power of um, Slava Claus. Um... It's probably going to be a striking battle. That's going to be laying it out. And you don't want to stand a trade with this guy. I, I thought I wouldn't be picking him. I'm surprised I'd be picking him uh, in this. I thought it was off. I thought it was over Slava Klaus, but I'm not. Um, this is a good matchup for him. So um, he is the pick here, Slava Klaus. All right, we're sticking with lightweights, right? We're going Matias Rabaki versus Roosevelt Roberts. Roberts, the predator, 12-3 and three with one no contest, four knockouts, five submissions. He's been knocked out once submitted once this is a short notice re-debut in the ufc he's he's back in the ufc uh one and one on the ultimate fighter what was his record before in the ufc i forgot to mark that down um and yeah we'll we'll, we'll power on without uh you knowing all that information but he's back he was on the ultimate fighter the what was that what was that season called it was the most recent the season, right? half of them were redemption half of them were right. newcomers and the newcomers were all like 37 okay there you go <laughs> all right he is four three four and three with one no contest in the ufc uh, in his first stint. Um, all right. Back to Roberts. Uh, he's won two straight fights. However, he's not fought in an official fight since May of 2022. Uh, we're not counting the Ultimate Fighter house fights as official fights. because They're technically exhibition battles. Uh, he's not lost an official fight since August of 2021. Regional champion. Used to fight up at Welchweight. One low in Bellator. Seven inches of height. Seven inches of reach on Rebecca. <laughs> that's wild. At lightweight, that's really wild. He's uh, two no. years younger. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.02 strikes per minute. So barely he's at plus 450. 
Rabisti is Rebecca's nickname. One of the best nicknames around, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yes. 18 and one, one of the best records around too. Uh, nine knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out once. Two and all in the UFC, one and all in contender series. He's won 15 straight fights, including his last one via knockout. He's not lost since September 2014. Regional champion, 2013 pro MMA debut. Better striking stats, better grappling stats, and more active landing strikes than Roberts. Uh, positive strike differential point plus 3.39 strikes per minute minus 600. This is, this is the biggest one on the board this week. Rebecca obviously is the pick for me. Um, short notice and way better fighter. Yeah. The short notice piece is a piece. The fact that Roosevelt Roberts in his last ultimate fighter fight had like a weird opponent, a guy he liked and was teammates with, and then just couldn't pull the trigger. Um, and now you're asking him to walk into Madison square garden and pull the trigger against the guy who's, you know, likely to just maul him in the first place. Plus, like, if you want, like, a point of comparison, like, think about Roosevelt Roberts's fight with, uh, was it Vince Pichel? He fought Vince Pichel. Yeah. And Pichel just, like, I, I mean, take down anytime he wanted it. Um, and, like, Rebecca is obviously, like, I, I think a better grappler than Vince Pichel even. Um, and, and as I talked about last week, I actually think Vince Pichel is a pretty damn good grappler, and I think Rebecca's better. Um, we've seen him, you know, grapple – you, you can actually see a grappling match between him and Matthews Gamrot, um, and it's super competitive. So, like, he's that level of grappler. Uh, he's going to maul Roosevelt Roberts here. He's going to do it in a bad way. Gumby predicting and mauling. Can we get a, a line on that from a book? Straight maul. Uh, Straight minus, maul. <laughs> minus 900. <laughs> all right. Wow. I don't think I'm going to take any of that. Um, all right. Get off the lightweights. Go to women's strawweights now, shall we? Tabitha Ricci, Lupi Godinez, couple of favorites uh, around, at least around our Discord parts. Uh, Ricci, Baby Shark, 9-1, and one, one knockout, three submissions. She's been knocked out once. 4-1 in the UFC. She's won four straight fights. Has not lost since June of 2021. Used to fight up at Flyweight. 2013 Pro MMA debut. Two years younger than Godinez. She's been outstruck in the UFC by .33 strikes a minute. She, part of Jong's stable, plus 140. Um, Godinez, 11-3, one knockout, two submissions. Never been finished in a fight. She owes us some rounds, Gumby. I mean, she, she owes us the finish and the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> both, both these gals owe us some finishes. Um, all right. Godina has never been finished herself in a fight. Six and three in the UFC. She's won three straight and five of six. That includes winning her last fight via submission. Used to fight at flyweight. LFA champion. I am a regional champion. An inch of height on Ricci. Better striking. Has outstruck her UFC points by 0.51 strikes a minute. Minus 170. It's the Gumby. I'm going uh, tap the Ricci here. Um, and I'm actually going to go Tabitha Ricci for a couple of reasons. I, I think first of all, you know, you, you mentioned the striking stats, not being good for Ricci. She's been outstruck by her opponents, but also like, let, let's use some context here. She's four and with straw weight. She's Owen one on a short notice fight at flyweight where she happened to be outstruck by 60 plus strikes by Manol Firo. So like, if we want to throw that out and talk about just her stats at straw weight, she's outstriking her opponents at a pretty good clip. I might add. Um, and that includes people like Jessica Penne in there, who's, you know, maybe not the best striker in the world, but like at least like a Wiley veteran. Um, and for me with, with Lupi, and I do love Lupi Godinez. It's worth noting that I'm like a Lupi Godinez fan, love interviewing her, love watching her fight. She's very exciting, but we've seen issues with her when somebody can match her physicality. Right. Like when she chose to take a short notice fight up a weight class, she struggled when she chose to fight Angela Hill on short notice. She struggled. And granted, both of those. Yeah. Short notice. And we can blame them on those. 
but we could also blame it on them being super strong, right? And she's also given up takedowns a lot more than we've seen Ricci give up. Like, you know, Lupi gave up takedowns to, you know, the aforementioned Jessica Penne got her down once, uh, or uh, Lomaluk Bume foot sw- swept her. So, like, she she can get taken down. And I think that that's a huge advantage here for Ricci, who I think we might wind up seeing Ricci hold her own or better on the feet and then have a slight grappling advantage. So I like the dog money here on Ricci. I do not. I'm taking the traitor to my country, Lupi Godinez. <laughs> um, she's still a Canadian in my heart, damn it. Um, wrestling versus jiu-jitsu. I'm going to take wrestling, Gumby. I, I think Lupi can. Uh, I don't think Ricci will be able to match her physically, uh, even though she is a shark. It's a baby shark, though, nonetheless. Um, no, I, I like Adina's uh, better. Uh, like I said, I, I like her wrestling better. I think Richie's going to struggle with it. So, um, Godinez is my pick. This is the first one we differed on, isn't it? Sad. Second one. You you took uh, oh, yeah, right. you took Kyung Ho Kang, stupidly. So now I we did. both have one dog that yes. the other you, one doesn't have. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and you slandered South Koreans' wrestling abilities. I remember. <laughs> I, I remember now. Slander. I did not. <laughs> I'm going to create a national incident on our show. That's here. like when right. you used to tell me that I was called. Remember when you used to do the shtick where I was calling out fighters and I wasn't? Yes. You're like, oh, no, yeah. I forgot Gumby about says, that. Oh, Gumby the good says, Gumby says he can beat up Randy Couture. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're as big as him. I saw a picture. I'm pretty. Uh, yeah, I am pretty big. Yeah. <laughs> and you're way younger. So, oh, we haven't talked about your hat yet. What's on the hat today, Gumby? Uh, Rancho Cucamonga Quakes. <laughs> nice. Um, the Cucamonga yeah, they, gods. A big fancy they Q. Got, yeah. And they got rid of the, the, so this is a teal hat. They got rid of the teal. Yeah. They now just have like Dodger blue because they're a Dodger affiliate. But it was way cooler when they had the Marlins colors. Yeah. You got to go with teal. You got to go with teal. All right. Let's go to the main event. Dot, dot, dot. Of the prelims. Flyweights. Steven Ersig versus Alessandro Costa. Glad to see a few flyweight fights on this here card. Um, we're going to tell you about Costa first. Nono is a nickname. Nono translates to ninth. Is that what is it means? Or do you not know about this nickname? I, I, I know, no. No, no. No, no. He's 13 and three. Four knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out twice. This is his sh- uh, short notice fight for him. He's 1-1 one one in the UFC, 8-1 over his last nine, including winning his last fight via TKO. 1-0 in contender series, regional champion, better striking stats and more active landing strikes. Uh, he's got a positive strike differential, 0.81 strikes per minute, and he's at plus 150. Astro Boy, Steven Ersic, 10-1, one knockout, six submissions, never been finished in any fight. 1-0 in the UFC, nine straight wins, is not lost since September of 2017. Four inches of height, one inch of reach on Costa, he barely outstruck his UFC debut opponent. 0.07 strikes per minute is in the positive. Better grappling stats, minus 175. Ursic Astroboy is the pick for me. Very impressive in his debut. Really liked um, like what we saw and like his feature here at, at Flyweight. So give me him. And then, then we have to throw on the short notice uh, aspect in this as well. So uh, Ursic is, is my play. Yeah, and I think that this line is only as close as it is because Ursig is a guy everybody thinks about having good submissions, and Costa has excellent takedown defense. It's really worth noting how good Costa's takedown defense is because he he looked great stuffing Amir Albazi a couple of times, um, and and that's like worth worth lowering the line ever so slightly. But the fact of the matter is, is Ursig is so long and he boxes way better than anybody gives him credit for. He's sometimes there to be hit, but I'm not too worried about that here with Costa. So I think he's just going to pick him apart. You know, like he, he did well against David Dvorak in his UFC debut. He fought a ranked opponent in his UFC debut and beat him. Um, I think Ursig's the real deal. So yeah, uh, getting him at this price, uh, definitely give me that. 
Give me that. Give me that. Give me that. Um, all right. That's it. Let's recap, ladies and gentlemen, and then we'll get out of here and we'll get back in your ear holes or your eye holes or both uh, as of uh, tomorrow when we when we do the main card. All right. We both have Ursic. We both actually we don't both here. He has the baby shark Richie. I have Godinez, the Canadian trader Godinez. Uh, we both have Rebecca. We both have a Borshev. That's the main prelims, the early prelims. We're both in on Gordon. After I type Gumby's name down there, there, you're in on Gordon now. He has Castanet. I have Kang because um, I like South Koreans. Uh, we both have Borjas <laughs> and we both have Emmers. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. Fantastic. Uh, back tomorrow. How about same place, same bat channel, same bat time. Uh, in the meantime, the Discord's the place to be. Uh, Jong's looking for people to to fight him on on his picks for the weekend. So get in there. He's not going to like one of my picks this card. That's for sure. He's in a Ricci as well. Uh, Sportsgumbypockets.com slash Discord. Or if you want to yell at Gumby about any of his picks on Twitter, SGPN <laughs> and MMA is the place to go. I don't think Gumby responds when he gets yelled at, which is the, the way to go on social media. You don't respond. Sometimes I, I, I give people their props if they make a good point and yes. they don't just say I'm yeah. stupid. Yeah, like if you That's make true. a point, I'll listen to your point. All right, there you go. Uh, so if you have a good point, SGPN MMA is the handle or Gumby Vreeland. Um, he's there as well. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on there and on Instagram. I have a sub stack. You should get in and enter my pick'em contest for this weekend. Uh, moneymma.substack.com. Free pick'em contest every pretty much, well, three weeks a month. I, I want to say every week, but I take a week off. So three weeks a month, you can get fabulous prizes from me for free uh and gumby's got top turtle on my podcast which we spoke of make sure you listen to that it's always a fun listen he's got john castaneda and joshua van on it this week um and what else of course the mothership sports gambling podcast.com and the patreon sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon for all your sports gambling needs all right we're gonna be back tomorrow uh it'll be pretty boy jeff fox and el gallo negro gumby Vreeland will be riding shotgun and we'll break down the main card see ya later 